Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. On this week's podcast, I want to talk about sex and why something so natural, so beautiful, something that's supposed to bring us so much joy can create so much stress in our lives from the minute we start having it straight through. Our actual desire for sex is is evolutionary. We're hardwired to reproduce. We're hardwired to have sex. It's one of our, our basic needs. Um, when we see someone that we, we lust after, we produce testosterone or estrogen. And when we actually have sex and have an orgasm, our brain lights up in 30 different regions. Lights up. Sex feels so good to our brain alone. It's, as I say, we are hardwired. It's a natural instinct. So why then does it create so much stress? We can be so closeted about and it can also create a huge amount of destruction within relationships, a huge amount of feelings of rejection and hurt within our relationships. And that's what I want to look at today, guys, and open the lid a bit on, you know, how we can change this, what we can do for ourselves and how we can get out there and, you know, be bumping uglies as one of my friends says I hate that term but she's listening this one's for her uh, but get out there and be bumping uglies making love having sex whatever you want to call it and enjoy it get back to what it's really about guys the, the more whole we are as sexual beings the happier we are as as human beings so why does it become such a loaded topic? Sex and money are the two things that are, are so taboo. Uh, well, mental health also, we're getting a little, little bit better there, but we do not speak about sex. We do not talk about it, even within our relationships. We go into relationships at times, and I know certainly for me in my younger years, although I'm not old, in my younger years, and you feel as if you're supposed to know things. You're supposed to already know how you have to be and what you have to do or you're, you're going into it with a particular role you have to play and females have particular roles and males have particular roles. And this can sometimes dictate then how we show up in our sexual relationships. It takes a lot of the enjoyment out of it because we're, we're being role specific as opposed to actually being in it. And we can rank sex by performance rather than pleasure and this way is on on both sides and on both sides there's there's different struggles and there's there's different things that come into it and when I say both sides I'm talking male and female we grow up with 
with different social beliefs, different evolutionary echoes coming down on us of how we're supposed to show up in in a sexual relationship, how we're supposed to to be. And I do think the culture we've grown up in Ireland has certainly dictated a lot of that and we're shaking off some of the more negative negative impacts of that and some of the the more um oppressed beliefs behind behind sexuality and that we're only shaking them off but again where it shows up for you for me for the rest of us is within our relationships and you know even when you think about it we are just told that sex goes out of marriage sex goes out of long-term relationships so we just you know take that as a given who decided that who decided that 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 sex goes our marriage, sex goes our relationship? But if we're going into it already believing that that's just how it goes, that's just how it happens. That's that's the reality we play out. That's the 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 assumptions we have going in. So it's looking at why sex goes our relationships, why sex goes our marriage, where it goes, what happens? Where does the spark go? Where does the attraction, the sexual chemistry? For a huge amount of relationships, people are already, are still, sorry, deeply in love and tend to be still quite attracted to each other. But sometimes it just gets buried under a load of gunk, a load of other things. And people become in a relationship can become less of a priority to one another. But unfortunately, over time, that can hugely impact the relationship. The sexual side and the intimate side of a relationship is extremely important. We are hardwired to be turned on, to be attracted to the opposite sex or to the same sex, whatever your preference. Um, but what you know, we're hardwired with those instincts. You know, an animal never worries about this shit. They just go out and they, you know, they get their jiggy on. They, it's, they just, it's natural to them. For ourselves, shame, guilt, fear of failure, fear of being rejected, all of this can tend to weigh in on, on our sex lives and, and have huge negative ramifications, which means we're not getting that natural enjoyment, that natural those natural good feelings, those endorphins, releasing those chemicals, that attraction, that passion. We human beings are passionate. We're, we're hardwired. This is, this is part of our being. It's part of our makeup. The, the sexual side of, of our nature, again, is part of who we are. So if we're not looking after that side and not being open to that side, we're not fulfilling our potential. We're not living as whole beings. And it can impact our well-being and our happiness. So where did it all begin for us? Learning about who we are sexually or what we are or what sexuality is. That started when, when we were knee-high to a grasshopper. And unfortunately for a lot of us, it was what we took in from our environment was how we how we understood from a child's mind what what sex was what what parts of your body were what it was okay to show not show what you had to protect and um, and we were taught that you know sexuality as we get older is either something that we we lose we give away or it's taken from us 
we're, you know, we're taught that our sexuality is, is about someone else being attractive to us or someone else, um, yeah, being attracted to us. That's the way we have to show up. That's, that's our sexuality. But our, our sexuality is, is at our core of, of who we are. It's our, our natural instincts. It's what we're attracted to. It's what we like. It's what we enjoy. It's what pleasures us. But unfortunately, as I say, we are taught that this is a, a part of ourselves we have to oppress. And depending on your, your own environment growing up, you learn to oppress different parts of yourselves. Um, you learn to oppress those sides of yourself. And we grew up with a lot of sexual shame. Sexual shame weighs massively heavy on us as adults. And it's the killer of countless sex lives within couples. It's, it's shame. It may be shame about, about your body, how your body looks, how you feel, because we tie this so much into our sexuality. Um, it may have been slut shaming. A woman isn't supposed to feel desires, have orgasms, be the instigator of, of asking for sex, of prompting sex. There's so many and so much of it for, for, for different people. The man is the one that's, that's supposed to instigate the sex. The man's the one that's supposed to perform. And pleasure has gone out the window because we have these pre-assigned roles or way we're, ways we're supposed to be with very little understanding of pleasure itself and intimacy itself. And that's what's at the core of it. It's getting the pleasure and enjoying your own body and somebody else enjoying your body and you enjoying theirs. It's having that intimacy, that connection, that joy that comes with it, those orgasms that come with it. That's what we move away from for, for all the other crap, all the, all the rankings. And then we wonder why different, different things show up in, relation, in sexual relationships like low libido, premature ejaculation, uh, low sex drive. These relate back hugely to, to shame. So it's looking at what you're carrying about your own sexuality and it's releasing yourself from that. It's learning to communicate openly. But the thing is, it's, it's learning to communicate openly about what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, what your boundaries are, what you like and dislike. But unfortunately for a lot of us, we don't know what we enjoy. We know what we're supposed to enjoy and what we're not supposed to enjoy, but we don't necessarily know what gives our bodies deep pleasure because we've never allowed ourselves to explore it because we have these preconditioned beliefs and ways of thinking of how we're supposed to show up. And, you, you know, you, you want to be the... the the good girl or you know you want you need to be the, the the man you need to man up but you know what I mean these are all the things we're carrying and we bring them into uh, our relationships we bring them into our sexual encounters and then we wonder why sex becomes nearly something that we avoid or becomes monotonous and it becomes the same it becomes you know a cycle of doing the exact same thing and that's because we become unwilling to explore we don't communicate we're embarrassed about communicating we're embarrassed about having those conversations 
and we're embarrassed about exploring what we like. I mean, like for for a long time, for, for up until the past couple of decades, it was, you know, it was unsaid that women even masturbated because that was something that only men were supposed to do or were allowed to do. Girls, girls weren't to do that. And these all come into our relationships then. If a woman is, you know, asked, you know, within a sexual encounter to masturbate, she can, that can unearth a huge amount of shame because this, this is not what a good girl does. So all of these things impact how we are, how we show up and what we allow ourselves to have. So it's shining a light on that shit and going, okay, how do I feel within me? What is my body? How do I feel within me? What do I enjoy? What's an absolute no-no for me? What would I love to try? And what do you need to communicate? A, with yourself, be willing to explore. Unfortunately for a lot of us, the education that we got on sex growing up absolutely did not equip us for actually having sex. There's parts of my own anatomy. I didn't learn where parts of my own anatomy until I was a fair bit older. I thought of the female, the, the female parts was called a vagina. It's not. It's actually called a vulva. The vagina is only the canal of entry. The whole area is called the vulva. I didn't know that a female has her own version of a male penis, which is the clitoris. The clitoris is mainly internal, but the clitoris is roughly three and a half to four inches long. It expands when the woman is turned on. It enlarges, it engorges, it comes. Um, it basically does a huge, huge amount of similar things that the penis does. But you're never told that, you're never taught that, and most women don't know that. So we've no idea what to do with our own parts. So we then expect possibly that the male should know, or vice versa, and we never talk about it. So understanding your own body, I've had clients that I've had in here that we've, we've, we've talked about the sexual side of things because they wanted more of it in their relationships. And when I say to them, you know, when we talk about their, their own uh, vulva and that, they'll say, oh, I haven't looked at that in years. Oh, no, I wouldn't know what that looked like. I wouldn't. That, they're our own bodies. We own them. We need to embrace that. We need to take hold of that. We need to own our own sexuality. And the same for men. Now, I know like that, oh, well, the man's is more visible. You, you, you know, we can't, can't miss that so much. But I mean, like for on the, on the male side of things, it's, it's looking more and gearing more towards pleasure rather than performance. Um, because again, the male, the male is, was, has been deemed as the protector, the performer. And it's shifting out those roles and sitting and communicating and going, right, what do I really enjoy? What do I love? Because up until recent times, the only way we had a learning bar, you know, the, the book you were handed in school, mine was Girls Talk, that, you know, I learned a bit about stuff with a few pictures, but nothing about orgasms, nothing about sex, just bits about my own anatomy. And it was something I had to eventually more into my thirties explore more be open to explore more and look at and go well what what is sex really it's not 
something that you do in a relationship. It's 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 something you you get great pleasure from. It's an innate part of who we are. It's an it's a need for us all. I'm looking at if your libido is low, what's creating the low libido? What parts of yourself do you not understand? If you're you're struggling with premature ejaculation, what's behind that? Is there anxiety driving that every time you're going into a situation, feeling like you have to perform, feeling like you have to last a certain length of time, feeling like, you know, you're, you're inadequate. These all drive premature ejaculation. They all drive uh, low libido, all of those things. So it's looking at what you're telling yourself in the background, who you're telling yourself you have to show up as. Because if we want to get back to thoroughly enjoying something that is our right, is a primal instinct, is part of our needs, it's understanding ourselves and giving ourselves permission for pleasure. One of the other places that guilt and shame can show hugely within our sex lives is our fantasy life. We can feel massive guilt or shame about the fantasies we have. Whether we fantasise about super rough sex, a stranger breaking in or having sex on a bus or in a circus or whatever it is, whatever, having sex with an animal, you know, whatever floats your boat, whatever the fantasies are, they are just that. They are fantasies. We have a vivid, beautiful imagination and the ability to use it to create uh, sexual sensations within our own bodies, beautiful feelings, gorgeous hot feelings and create orgasms or ejaculations in our own bodies. And that's what we use it for. So having a right fantasy life and having, you know, really imaginative fantasies about whatever you choose to fantasize about, things you wouldn't do in, in real life. Well, I hope the animals are safe, you know. Uh, but it is just that it's the it's your imagination a space there should be no guilt or shame sex is the area in our lives where we can have fun be it within our minds or within with our with our partners with our sexual partners it's a place that we get to be natural to be primal to have fun to not be the restricted adult to play games, to bring in toys, to be whoever you want to be, show up in whatever role you want to show up in. That's what is the pleasure. So removing guilt and shame from A, our fantasy life and enjoying a right fantasy life, getting those juices flowing again, seeing what lights you up, seeing what you enjoy, buying that bag of toys, talking to your partner, talking to whoever it is that you're having sex with, but first exploring yourself and learning what you do or don't like, be it through your fantasy life or through masturbation. Then bringing that to whoever it is that you're having sex with. If there is a huge lack of sex, having those conversations. Chances are, if you were in a relationship, you're already feeling rejected. And it's lack of communication, one not knowing what the other wants, what's stopping the other, all of these things that kill the, the, the sex life. 
and in turn impact the happiness and the well-being of relation of the relationship. So having that conversation, although it's slightly uncomfortable, can get you out of that no sex zone, that low libido zone and get you back in the saddle again and enjoying that aspect of your life. But it's forced allowing yourself to shake off the taboo, look at the restraint you've put on yourself from the shames you've learned growing up, from the guilt, being open about the things you don't know. Like life, sex is something that we'll possibly be exploring for the rest of our, of our lives. So Jesus, they say, you know, in, in uh, old folks' homes, they have a shocking rate of STDs in a number of them. Now, I'm not promoting that, but my point is, let's not wait till we get to that age to go, do you know what? Lift the reins off me, you know, throw all that taboo out the window and let's get busy, you know, let's do doggy. It's doing it now. It's making those changes now and, and not waiting. It's communicating now, A, with yourself, recognising you're a sexual being. There's no shame, no guilt in that. It's an amazing part of yourself. And then communicating, exploring, looking up, watching whatever lights you up, be it porn or buying the toys, creating the fantasies, role playing, whatever it is that lights you up, that ignites those juices. It's getting back to that and having those conversations and allowing yourself, giving yourself permission for pleasure. Moving out of oppression and into expression. Boom, got that one off Madonna. Did you like it? <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and it gives you some things to think about because we all deserve a hot, steamy sex life. It's part of who we are. It's part of our makeup. We're hardwired for it. So go, folks. Flourish. Enjoy. Enjoy.